something was dying. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Good morning, happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath, people of God. Happy Sabbath, tabernacle of praise. We want to welcome you on this beautiful Sabbath morning. It's a little snowy outside. It's a little chilly outside, but we are so thankful and so blessed and honored to be on 
this platform yet again. Listen, as always, as we gather, um, we encourage you to go ahead and tell your family members, share this link, share this time with your, your, with your friends and your family, um, letting them know that we are virtual, that we are up and running, we are live and we are well. Um, so again, we wanna welcome everyone um, to the Tabernacle of Praise Church family. My name is Pastor Jonathan B. Fields Jr. and I am so humbled and honored to be able to serve as lead pastor of this awesome and magnificent church. Um, truly God is a very present help in a time of storm. So listen, go ahead and let your family know, let your friends know, um, let the people of God know, let them know that we are in this virtual space. We are here today. Um, I just want to give a couple of shout outs as we get started here, as we go forward. Um, I just want to give a special shout out to Elder Trevelyan all the way in, uh, in Indianola, Mississippi, amen, who celebrated 100 years on this week. We praise God for you. Hallelujah. Praise God. 100 years. Thank God for Elder Trevelyan. And she is still sharp as a tack. And she is still on her P's and Q's. Amen. So we celebrate you, Elder. Thank God for you. Also, we want to just encourage you again, go ahead and let your family know that we are here. If you're in the chat, um, we encourage you to go ahead and type in there. Let us know where you're from, where you're viewing from, um, where you're chiming in from. If you're on YouTube, Facebook, just let us know where you're, where you're, where you're viewing us from. Amen. Um, but we're so happy and so glad that you are here um, with us. Also, as we celebrate the month of January, we want to thank all, thank God for all of those that are celebrating birthdays in the month of January. Um, my brother celebrating the uh, birthday this month. We praise God for him. Um, if you're celebrating an anniversary, we praise God for you. And we pray God's blessing upon your marriage, upon your home, and that you will continue to have um, bliss in your holy matrimony. Um, also, we just want to share with you just a couple of announcements as we move forward. Um, thanking God for the ability to be able to serve on this platform. Um, we just want to encourage all of those that are viewing. Um, we uh, will be, we'll be um, having our last day today, our um, 10 day, day 10 of our 10 days of prayer. Uh, we'll have that tonight at seven o'clock. We want to thank God for all of our faithful prayer warriors who have been um, calling in every night for the past nine. Well, tonight will be 10 nights, but for the past nine nights, um, we've been having an awesome um, prayer time, awesome worship time, awesome awesome word, um, just awesome testimonies. Um, and so tonight will be night 10, where we will um, conclude that, that prayer time um, at 7 p.m. So we want to encourage all those that are able to join in, please do at our top um, SDA uh, phone line. Um, also, we want to remind you that on the last Wednesday of the month, I don't have that flyer uh, for you, uh, but you will hear more about this. Every Wednesday, um, every last Wednesday or fourth Wednesday of the month, should I say, every fourth Wednesday of the month, um, we're going to take our uh, worship service on Wednesday night. We're going to go virtual. We're going to go um, throughout the conference. So every Wednesday night, uh, we want to encourage you to, June, to tune in to that special um, worship time together um, uh, at four, at every fourth Wednesday. That's a fourth, that's a, every Wednesday. Oh, Lord Jesus. 
Not every Wednesday. <laughs> Please, not every Wednesday. Every fourth Wednesday of the month. Amen. I'm glad you're in here, honey, to help me along the way. Uh, but every fourth Wednesday, we want to encourage you to join in to that um, time together where we'll be um, celebrating and having our worship time on our um, Central States Conference um, um, website or YouTube page or Facebook page. Um, also, we want to encourage you on today as we turn to our announcements, our shift. Um, as you look to the screen here, we have our shift, which will take place today at 4 p.m. Listen, young people, young people, this is for you. Shift is back. Shift is up and running. Um, we have Pastor Holness, who will be with us, our guest speaker. Listen, you want to join in to this powerful man of God. Listen, you don't want to miss today at 5 p.m. Go ahead and save that in your phone. Save that on the calendar. Don't let this here time slip by. We want you to come. Let your friends know. Let your cousins know. We want you to let your aunties and your aunties and your uncles, amen, <laughs> let them know, amen, that we are in the virtual space um, at 4 p.m. You can watch it on our Facebook as well as our YouTube right here at the CS Conference um, um, YouTube and Facebook page is right there on the screen. You can join in right there. Also, we want to encourage you that on January the 17th, that's right, mark your calendars for January the 17th. It's a day of service, a day of service. Let's uh, uh, decorate 100 birthday boxes. Listen, you want to be a part of this. You don't want this moment to go past where you can do your part to be active, actively involved in doing something during this uh, MLK service day. Listen, be a part of Dr. Martin Luther King Day of, of Service with It's Your Birthday, Inc. Amen. We will decorate boxes to provide to our birthday children on their special day. Listen, you want to be a part of this. This is a virtual event. You can join in. It's right here on the link. Right here on the page, it shows you how to join. Take a snapshot of it. You can go back and rewind the, the tape, as we used to say back in the day. Go ahead and rewind it, and you will be able to find out how to be a part of this awesome service. So again, mark your calendar for January the 17th, 2022. Two session options right here. Um, you can join in at 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., or 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Listen, you don't want to miss this time either. There's a lot going on in our neighborhood, in our community, um, at our church, and we just thank God for this um, opportunity to be able to come before you. There is so much more that is going on. Listen, we'll be here <clears throat> on this virtual space for the next few Sabbaths. Amen. We want to make sure that this thing called uh, Omnicron, we want to give it a little room to do what it's going to do. But listen, as I've always said from the very beginning, from the very start, this isn't a time to be fearful, 
but a time to be faithful. Amen. So although we're not in our physical building, that's not mean, that doesn't mean we're scared. That doesn't mean that we're tucked tail and run. No, 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 no. The Bible tells us to be as wise as a serpent. Come on, somebody. And as harmless as it does. So we want to be wise in our moving and our direction. We want to be wise in the steps that we take and the moves that we make. Come on, somebody. So again, we want you to know that we'll be on this platform for the next few Sabbaths. Um, um, we'll meet again and we'll discuss as far as when we'll be getting back into our physical building. I know, I know many of you have expressed, when are we getting back past it? When are we getting back? Well, we're getting back. Come on, somebody. Um, so again, we want to welcome everyone. We thank you for um, allowing us to be a, a part of your day and coming into your home. We do not take this lightly. We do not take this for granted. So we want to just praise God for you. Amen. So at this time, if you can just um, relax a moment, just um, get your mind engaged as we hear from Elder um, Lee to talk to us a little bit about how we can be better stewards, Elder Lee. Thank you, Pastor. Happy Sabbath, everyone. Just want to add one more announcement. January 23rd at 5 p.m., we're continuing our 12-step program. 12 Steps to Success, January 23rd at 5 p.m., and we'll give you the Zoom information later. Today, I want to talk to you in terms of stewardship and, of course, stewardship of our resources, personal resources, resources that God gives us of time, talent, temple, and treasure. I want to talk to you today about one. We all have everything that there is available of it, but we always want more, and that is time. We have all the time there is available, but we still want more time, right? There's never enough time. You hear a lot of sayings about time. Time flies. There's no time like the present. My mom used to say time is marching on. And of course, time keeps slipping into the future. So time's very precious and very important to us. Now here at the beginning of this year of 2022, it's the 15th. So that leaves us 350 more days in this year to share our time with God. That's 8,400 hours of time available. And I wanna ask you a question, family. How much of that time are you willing to give back to God? He doesn't ask for all of it. He just wants a portion of it to remind us that he is God and that he's deserving of all of our time, even though he doesn't ask for all of it. Are you gonna be able to take time for God this year? I know the opportunity is there, but are you willing to do that? Are you willing to share your precious time with God? Take more time to pray. We never have enough prayer. Take more time to study. Study your Bible. Study the devotional writings. Take more time to meditate on the goodness of God. And take more time to reach out to others in Christian love. Time is very precious to us. And God only wants us to know that he's the one that gives us all the time that we have. And, he let, and we can let him know that we acknowledge that by sharing our time back with him to glorify his name. We want to thank you also for continuing to be faithful in tithe and offering. Continue to return your faithful tithe through the cash app at dollar sign T-O-P giving. You can also return it through adventistgiving.org. Look up Tabernacle of Praise, Spanish Lake, Missouri, or you can mail it into our treasure. Either way, God has promised you a blessing for your faithfulness. Continue to love God. Continue to show your love for God in the use of your time. Thank you so much and have a blessed Sabbath day.
Amen. Thank you so much. On those many ways that we can be faithful, we thank you. Um, you said something that took me back. Um, time keep on slipping into the future. <laughs> Come on now. Amen. So yes, 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 yes. Time, time. We have so much time, but yet we don't have enough time. Um, and so we want to encourage everyone to please spend your time wise. Let's be faithful to God. Um, let's be faithful in our giving. Let's continue to trust him, even if we can't trace him. For we know that God is a very present help in the time of storm. So we thank God for um, you, Elder Lee, for um, sharing those um, words of thoughts with us on this here beautiful um, Sabbath morning. Um, as always, we do like to take time out to pray. I am a prayer. I love praying. I believe in prayer. Um, as I've said before, um, I was literally prayed into the church. Amen. Um, when I had no idea um, about this church, um, somebody was praying for me, um, had me on their mind, took the time and they prayed for me. And as a result of their prayers, I am here um, in your living room or in your kitchen or wherever you're viewing this message from this morning. Um, I am here today as a result of those prayers of those individuals, those ladies that were ladies. Um, I can't remember how many, but my sister, she, I, I, I tell you, I'm just so thankful. So I am a believer in prayer. Um, so as we prepare our hearts, um, as we prepare our minds, um, as we, uh, can, you know, look to our Lord and Savior, um, let's remember um, our family. Let's remember our church family. Let's remember um, those that haven't um, been out to, to the service as a result of coronavirus, it's COVID-19. Um, let's remember those even now who are battling with COVID-19. Um, this new variant um, we call uh, Omicron, and, you know, there's attack on the church, there's attack on the people of God, there's attack on not just this country or this land, but there's attack on the world. And we know that the ultimate plague in the ultimate virus is the virus of sin. We know that all viruses stem from that decision that was made in the garden. Um, but we know that there is a God um, that understands us better than we understand ourselves, a God that sees the end from the beginning. So I just want to encourage somebody today, um, as you look into um, the, the future and look into your day today, that you know that God is, um, is, is in the present. Um, he's not some distant um, ideology off in the cosmos, uh, but he's right in your living room. He's right in your bedroom. He's right in your kitchen. Wherever you're viewing this service, he's there and he's here and he's in touch with the infirmity. So we want to lift up those that are battling with, with health challenges, um, those that are battling with financial challenges. There's financial burden. Amen. As a result of this virus, um, jobs have been lost. And I know of individuals that receive notice in the midst of uh, this virus um, uh, that, 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 that their employment there was, um, was not needed anymore. Um, and so we know that there is still hurt. There is homelessness. We have snow on the ground individuals that are still out on the street. So there is a lot that is going on um, while we try to move forward. So let's remember our family members. Let's remember the Harris family. 
Um, let's remember the Rackley family um, as they mourn the loss. Um, let's remember our conference and all of those that are battling um, with challenges this day. Um, so if you will, um, I just wanna just take this moment right here, right now, um, and just bow our heads as we go to the Lord in prayer. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and our God and King, uh, the master of everything. Uh, we give you praise, we give you honor and glory for all that you do and all that you have done and all that you are about to do um, for your children in these last and wicked days. And we understand and know, Father God, that you are still faithful and that you are still mighty. Uh, we understand, God, and we know that you are still um, on your throne and that you have not been uprooted or up upstaged. We know, God, that you see everything that is transpiring in your galaxy and in your world. And we, we, we know, God, that there is nothing that gets by you. We, we're so caught up in this world, but Father, there are other worlds that you have your eye on as well. At the same time, um, you have your eyes on not just us as humans, but even on the smallest membrane, the smallest uh, 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 insect. You have your eyes on all these things. At the same time, God, um, you are weighing the balance. You are weighing out how much we're able to handle and how much is too much and how much is not enough. And, and so, God, we bless you today for being um, our all-wise God. We bless you for being a God that, that love us in spite of ourselves, that, that even when it seemed as if all hope was gone, uh, you were right there, Father, uh, 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 encouraging us along and, and pulling us and even pushing us, letting us know that we are not alone. Um, and so we thank you, Father, for your love. We thank you uh, for your kindness. We thank you for your death on Calvary's cross. We understand, oh God, as a people, uh, that you didn't have to do it, but we're so thankful and so blessed and honored. We're so glad that you did. Um, and so, Father, um, as we lay before you our petition, um, we lift up before you, oh God, on this day, um, the Harris family. Um, Father, you know what they're in need of uh, before they're in need of it. We ask, oh God, that you will wrap your loving arms around uh, the Harris family. Uh, be with Elder Harris and Sister Teresa and uh, be with Dad Harris. Be with Sister Lynette and Yvetta. Just cover the family, oh God. Be with the children and the grandchildren. Uh, be with all the extended families, oh God, that are, that are battling even now, oh God. Uh, we lift up before you also the Phipps family and, and all of the, 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 the Rackley family. Just cover your children, oh God. Do what you do. Um, let the world know that you still have it under control. Let them know that while the clock is winding down and, the, and it seems like the opposing team has the upper hand. Let them know even now, Father, the ball is in your hand, that, that, that you have control over the, oh, 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 over, the, over the clock and that you have control uh, uh, over the final say, the outcome of this thing that has already been stated, uh, uh, that has already won, uh, it's already done. Uh, when you rose, oh God, you have the keys. And so it's already been established uh, who, the, who the victor is. And we know that it is you, God. And so we bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Holy Spirit. 
Uh, we bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We thank you for covering us and keeping us in the midst of these crazy and confusing times when it feels as if all hope is lost and all hope is gone. We can trust in you, oh God. So we bless you today for covering uh, the Harris family. We pray for Sister Opal this morning, oh God. We call her name out as well, asking that you will continue to give her strength, asking, oh God, that you will continue to hold her up, oh God. You know the challenges that she's experiencing on this day. You know, oh God, what's ailing her. You know what's pressing upon her. We ask that you would give her strength um, to endure. Let her know that you have all things worked out for the good of them who love you and who are called according to your purpose. And we know and rest assured that Sister Opal loves you, oh God. We pray uh, for Sister Betty and we pray for Brother Lewis this morning as well as we call them. Uh, we pray, oh God, uh, for Sister Princess, oh God. Ask that you will cover and keep her as well. Uh, Father, you know what she needs. Uh, you know what's ailing her. You know what's pressing her. So we ask that you would do what you do, oh God, and let your name be proclaimed. Cover the Rackley family again. Uh, we call them out, oh God, in the name of Jesus, as they process still the loss. And all of those that are still processing the loss of loved ones, oh God, that you will go before even now. Be with my family. Be with my sister and be with Sister Mary, who's battling as well with health challenges and cover her and keep her as well. And God, we ask that you would be with this platform. We know the enemy uh, would love to shut it down. But Father, we ask that you will hold it up. Uh, we pray, oh God, uh, that you will continue to let your presence be made known. Uh, let the people of God know that you have it all worked out. And Father, be with the spoken word today. We pray that it will come across with clarity and with understanding. And that at the end of the day, oh God, when we leave this virtual place, when we leave this, this YouTube or this Facebook or whatever means we're uh, viewing this service on, that when we hit in, when we log out, oh God, we will not log out of you. Uh, but Father, we will be drawn closer to you. So we thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you are doing and what you are about to do in the lives of your children. Let all the people of God say amen and amen again. Listen, we thank God for you. We praise God for your faithfulness and your dedication and your commitment uh, to the things of God. Please, um, I encourage you now um, to uh, prepare your heart as we are being, uh, as we are ministered to by Sister Beverly as she shares with us, there is none like you, uh, and I worship you. Hear ye, the woman of God. Thank you. 
Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen.
Praise God. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sister Beverly. I am, I am all. Um, there is none like you. I worship you, almighty God, for you truly are an amazing God. One of my beautiful, one of my, one of my favorite songs, amen. Um, one of my favorite medleys, if you will. Um, there is none like you. I worship you, oh God. You know, if I can just pause and just give a, a brief testimony. Um, that's what that's what has kept me um, in, in God's faith, um, be it uh, Baptist, be it Pentecost, Pentecostal, be it um, Adventist, um, be it um, not in going to church at all. I remember, remember those days when I, I just stopped going to church altogether. But one thing I can honestly say, um, even though I didn't attend church, um, I never stopped trusting in God. I never stopped worshiping God. I never stopped thinking about God. I remember a friend of mine, one day we were hanging out, doing some things that we should not have been doing. And I remember this particular friend um, looked at me, caught me one day gazing, gazing, just gazing out into, into nowhere, just gazing. And I remember this individual turned to me and asked, she simply said, you miss him, don't you? You miss him, don't you? I knew what she was talking about, but I played like I didn't know what she was talking about. But the truth of the matter was, or is, uh, I was missing him. I was missing being back in his presence. Um, uh, and so I thank God for that, that song selection. Listen, our message today is coming from Romans chapter 4, uh, verse 19 through 25. If you have that, please turn with me um, as we look at Romans um, chapter 4, uh, verses 19 through 25. Um, verses 19 through 25. Make sure I said that correctly, and I did. Um, Sometimes my words say what, do what they want to do. <laughs> Amen. Um, Romans chapter 4, verses 19 through 25 and it says and not being weak in faith he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's room <clears throat> verse 20 says he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief but was strengthened in faith uh, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. And therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us, meaning you and me, it was for us. 
it shall be imputed to us who believe in him who raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. Verse 25 says, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. Um, today, I want us to just look briefly, I'll talk briefly on um, the topic, walking with giants. Walking with giants. Um, let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we thank you once again for allowing us uh, to gather on this platform um, to be able to come before you in this manner. Um, as always, we give you praise, honor, and glory for who you are and what you've done, what you're doing, and for what you're about to do. I pray, oh God, that you will move on the spoken word today. Let it come across with clarity. Let it come across with vigor. Uh, let it come across with power that your anointing will flow through. Let it not be I, but let it be Christ that dwells on the inside. I must now decrease. The word of God may increase into your hands. I commit my spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen again. I once read somewhere that simply said that faith and doubt works together in opposite direction to strengthen our trust in God. A faith and doubt working together uh, in opposite direction to strengthen our trust and our faith in God. You see, we understand and know that coming face to face with doubt always results in deeper faith. God shows up in questions, even if we never get the answers. Abraham experienced this too. Uh, he wrestled with reality. He was old. Sarah was old. Uh, she was barren, according to Romans 4, 19. All reasons to doubt. Not only did Abraham wrestle with reality, but he also wrestled with God's promise. It will be you, the Bible says. You will be blessed. It says, I will bless you and, and make you the father of many nations. Faith and doubt worked in opposite direction helping Abraham persuade himself that God was bigger than his circumstances. Now follow me, family of God, because we understand and know that Abraham, this man of God, had some struggles. But when we read Romans 4, 9 through 21, in the Greek forms a single sentence which is intended to illustrate from the life of Abraham how he believed and how he hoped when there was no grounds for hope, when there was no grounds for hope on any human perspective. Abraham knew his own body was a dead 
condition and he was wholly hopeless in himself. Uh, he knew that Sarah was past normal childbearing age. And so on one hand, Abraham had before him his body as dead and the deadness of Sarah's womb. But then on the other hand, he had before him the promise of God uh, that he would become the father of many nations. And in faith, he laid hold of the promises of God uh, as a greater weight than the physiological realities of their aged bodies. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the confident or the conviction of things not seen. I've once heard it said that Abraham uh, was simply choosing to walk by faith and not by sight. Oh, I hope somebody out there is understanding what I'm saying here today. You see, without becoming weak, we understand that in the present context, it will be synonymous with powerlessness or, if you will, uh, impotence to bring about life in Sarah's womb. It would seem as if it would be a, 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 a pointless move to make, a, a hopeless cause to become weak in faith is to allow doubt to cloud the partly undetermined belief. We understand and know, my brothers and sisters, that God is a very present help. We understand and know that God, as he makes his promises, that he is sure to keep his promises. As we compare uh, this statement to the declaration of the father found in Mark chapter 9, you know the story. Jesus uh, says to him, this young man, this father whose daughter had fallen sick, he says that all things are possible to him who believed. And immediately the boy's father cried out and began saying, I do believe Jesus, but help my unbelief. The boy father cried out, I need help in my unbelief. You see, we seem to have a terrible tendency to overcomplicate spirituality. Oh, 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 yes, we do. I know. I know. Knowing this, we see here that Jesus shared with us that we must become as little children. Oh, yes, we must become as little children if we are to enter into the kingdom of God. This doesn't mean that we are to be childish or immature, but it simply means that we must be childlike in simplicity. The boy father cried out. For Jesus, I do believe, but if there's any area in me that is lacking, if there's anything in me that is hindering you moving on my behalf, if there is anything in me, oh God, uh, that is going to hinder the process, Lord, I ask you to help my unbelief. See, in the book of Romans, Paul was shockingly simple uh, when he wrote that our salvation is based upon some, uh, uh, that is not based upon some erotic uh, uh, understanding or, or, or something we should be doing, but that is, but, but that it is a free gift 
founded not upon behaving, but upon believing. Paul understood that this was not something uh, uh, that we are, are trying, but, but, but it was based upon us trusting, uh, 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 not upon doing, but upon what Jesus Christ uh, has already done for us. Paul understood that our walk is not based off of anything um, that you or I could ever do. Jesus paid it all. Was this some, some bizarre new doctrine? Uh, uh, Paul was preaching uh, uh, some new age uh, revelation, some secret understanding. No, 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 no. Don't get it twisted, brothers and sisters. Don't get it mixed up. You see, Romans 4, Paul says that this is not something new, but it's the way that it was meant to be. That's why he used Abraham as our example. You see, you see, uh, he went back to Abraham and used him as an example of one who was justified by faith. Paul considered Abraham as that example. Look at Romans 4, uh, 19 through 21, uh, and note four elements of Abraham's faith, uh, which are vital for you and me uh, as we walk with giants. You see, Abraham did not look at his limitation. That's right. Number one, he did not look at his limitation. Genesis 12 begins the story of Abraham, then called Abram at the time, and his barren wife, Sarah, in verse 1 through 4, records God's first words to him about a homeland for his offspring, even though the gift of a son is not directly mentioned in this context, even though this is not a God mentioning it. But God hinted at his plan uh, uh, to Abram. Abraham was some 75 years of age uh, uh, when he first received the promise in Genesis 21, verse 5. It simply tells us that he was 100 years of age when Isaac was born and Sarah was 90. And so Abraham and Sarah waited some 25 years for the fulfillment of God's promise. Oh, if I can just help somebody along the way, because you have to realize that in those 25 years between the time that Abram was promised a son and the birth of Isaac, we understand that Abram and Sarah had certain ideas of how they might assist God, of how they might help God, how they might help this plan come to fruition. And so you know the story. Uh, you know the story as they tried to help uh, in keeping this promise. One was that Abraham's steward, uh, Eliezer, uh, uh, Eliezer uh, would become uh, the heir of Abram's household. Uh, and then another idea uh, was that Abram could have an heir through a son conceived by Sarah's uh, handmaid. Uh, you know the story. But in both cases, uh, God rejected 
rejected those men as Abram's heir, appointing Abram, Abraham, and Sarah to a literal, a literal miraculous fulfillment of the promise. Oh, if I can just pause right there, because we have to understand that it may take a long time for God to move. It may take a long time for God to show up. That's because God is setting some things in place so that when things does break through, when your breakthrough finally comes, that it will only be God that can get the credit. Not mama, not daddy, not your promotion, but it's because of a miraculous move of God. The reason why you're able to claim victory over the virus is the reason why you're able to claim victory over your circumstances is because God was working on a miraculous move on your behalf. That's why we got to wait on God, my brothers and sisters. That's why we got to trust God, my family. That's why we got to believe in God. Uh, uh, we understand and know that God is always working. He's always moving. He's always setting things up because at the end of the day, we can't accredit it to anybody but God. And I want to be honest with you. I'm so glad that God is the one that moves on my behalf. I'm so glad that nobody can take the credit for success in my life. I'm so glad that nobody could claim victory over any accomplishment because sometimes folk will hold stuff over your head. But I'm so glad that God is not vengeance like that, that God said, what I do for you, I do because I love you. I do it even if you don't love me back. I'm going to still give you health. Even if you're doing your own thing, I'm going to still love you. Oh, I still love him. Another idea is that uh, 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 Sarah and, and Abraham uh, took matters in their own hand. But some 14 years later, at the age of 100, Abraham still believed God would honor his word uh, 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 reproductively. Uh, his body was dead. Uh, 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 physiologically, Sarah had been barren all the days of her life life. Uh, uh, but Abraham didn't consider the frailties uh, of his body or uh, of their flesh. Uh, instead, he counted on the faithfulness of God. Uh, he, who, who you, we, we understand and know that God understands us better than we understand ourselves. Uh, that even though we fall short, God said, I will pick you up. You who are wondering, uh, why God's promise had not been fulfilled in your life. Uh, 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 let's uh, 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 take, 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 take hope in knowing this, my brothers and sisters. Uh, uh, know this, uh, that there is almost invariably a time gap between the promise of God and the performance of God. We understand that God moves at God's timing. God moves according to God's space. God knows when and where. God knows how long and how much. That's why we have to trust him even when we can't trace him. We have to believe in him even when believing seems unbearable because God's promise, God's moving, God's planning, and his performance, he knows when to move. He knows when to show up. 
so that the Lord can prepare you for what is to come. He knows that there are some things coming. And if I give it to you right now, my brothers and sisters, if I give it to you right now, uh, you won't be able to handle it. I know you think you can handle it right now. I know you're ready for the healing. I know you're ready for the breakthrough. I know you're ready for it right now. But the woman with the issue of blood, she had to go eight long years, 18 long years struggling with this issue struggling with this here infirmity God knows exactly when God knows exactly how long when he needs to move see when the spies went and to check on the promised land you know the story uh, they discovered a land which flowed with milk and honey they understood that this was a land of plenty and they brought back grapes uh, huge grapes uh, big grapes uh, big baskets of grapes uh, they brought it back and they said oh yes uh, what a fabulous land uh, what a wonderful land. Uh, what a beautiful land. Uh, oh, but there is a problem in that land. Uh, there are giants in that land uh, that make us look like grasshoppers. Do you feel uh, 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 do you feel as if there are uh, 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 giants facing you? Uh, uh, your financial giant, your vocational giant, your relational problems uh, are looming larger before you. Take your eyes off your limitations and put them on the one who has no limits. Uh, I need us to understand and know that there is one that know us better than we understand ourselves. Stanley Williams put it like this. He said, if you want to walk with giants, you must take giant steps. So we number two, we understand and know not only that Abraham didn't lower his uh, 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 limitations, but he also didn't lower his expectation. That's right. Yes, he didn't lower his expectations. Uh, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. Oh, I love it. I love the New Testament. I love the New Testament writer. You understand what I'm saying? You see, Abram, the original name given to Abraham, literally means exalted father. That's right. For the first 100 years of his life, Abraham must have had his feel of uh, of individuals uh, are talking about him, no babies, you, you have no children, and, and, and now, and you're telling me you, your name is Exalted Father? How, how is it that you can be a father with no children? So they must have taunted him, uh, Exalted Father, of how, how many children do you have, Abraham? But as it goes, as it, as it got worse, uh, when uh, at a hundred years of age, uh, the Lord told Abram that he was going to change his name. Not only was he going to change his name, from Abram must have initially uh, breathed a huge sigh of relief. Uh, are you going to take my name? Oh, yes, now they won't be able to taunt me. Now they won't be able to talk about me. But he changed his name from Abram to Abraham. And Abraham simply means the father of many nations. It's as if he jumped from the frying pan to the skillet. 
He didn't stagger. He didn't say, oh, I refuse to go by that name. Call me father, want to be. No, no, he didn't say that. Uh, no, no. He simply said, call me father of many nations. He said, it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. Abraham was accredited uh, the father of faith. Abraham, not only uh, did Abraham uh, didn't lower his expectation and lower his limitations, uh, uh, his stand, but Abraham gave God glory. That's right. He gave God adulation. That's right. That's right. Giving glory to God found in Romans 4, uh, uh, verse 20. Uh, here is real. Here's the real key right here to walking with giants. You see, I, I, I've come to realize that, uh, that faith comes and fear flees when I give God glory. Every time I give God glory, uh, uh, my faith tends to increase and my fears seem to decrease. Uh, every time I call on that name, it seems I become a little more, a little bit more elated, a little bit more excited, a little bit more willing to move forward when I call on that name. Faith, worship, Calling on God's name. Oh, we want to walk with giants today. Uh, uh, but when I start worshiping, my faith begins to grow. When I begin to worship God, my faith begins to, to uh, become intense. This is why worship is so important. Not only does it bless the Father, but it feeds our faith, my brothers and sisters. It feeds our faith. When Jesus arrived, at Jairus' house, a, 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 a mourners met him outside, uh, saying, don't bother going in. Uh, his daughter is dead. Uh, she's not dead, Jesus said, but she is sleeping. Uh, 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 and, and the reply uh, which calls the mourners now to laugh at Jesus. Now, 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 now they're, they're, they're laughing at him because clearly Jairus' daughter is dead, but Jesus is saying she is asleep. Uh, she's sleeping. Uh, why did Jesus do that? Why, why, why did he say uh, she was sleeping? You see, Luke chapter 8, uh, 54 records that before he healed Jairus' daughter, he dismissed the mockers. You know, sometimes you got to you got to dismiss the markers when you're talking about walking with giants. Sometimes you have to you have to get those that, uh, that are that, that 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 are constantly speaking negativity uh, that are constantly uh, bringing you down. Uh, some you have to get them out the room. And see, I love this story because it helps me to understand a very, very real principle regarding faith. You see, whenever the Lord gives you a promise in the word, there will be those who will laugh. That, that there will be people that just won't understand the calling that is on your life. There will be individuals that are just not going to make sense of what God has in store for you because it's not for them. It is for you. That's why it's not 
not going to make sense. That's why if I can put a pin right there, we have to be careful how we handle what people tell us, what God is doing for them and what God is doing in them. Because while it may not make sense to you, it should make sense to the one that God is working through. God is not going to give you somebody else's vision. He's not going to give you somebody else's dream. So when somebody share what God is doing in their life, I bet to believe it is. it would be wise of you to just simply give God glory, to just give God praise, because there are some things that God has for you that people just don't understand. And when you begin to share that with them, because it's so far above their thinking, they're going to try to bring you down. Jesus had to get the mourners, get those individuals out of the way. And so I love it. I love it. You just don't get, uh, 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 you, you, you don't just enter into a place and expect people to just all of a sudden rally around you. Amen. Amen. You can't claim that promise is what they say. Uh, 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 you don't understand the uh, uh, contextuality uh, of what is going on. You don't you, you, you don't have the proper background linguistically. Uh, uh, you don't understand it uh, theologically. You, you, you don't have the understanding of what's going on. Oh, no, no, no. That's not for you. Uh, uh, that can't be for you. But G Jesus did something that I suggest every last one of us will find follow suit and that is when the haters come around when the mourners come around when the scoffers come around simply put them out and if they don't leave you leave we have to learn how to start exalting God that's what Abraham did that's right. Abraham started exalting God. He started extolling his name. He began praising the name and the, and, and the mockers were drove, driven away. They began to leave. I'm telling you, when you praise God in the midst of your situation, and when you began to praise God in the midst of your storm, we're talking about walking with giants today. If you want to begin to rise above your issues and rise above your circumstances, we have to learn how to give God adoration. We have to learn how to give God praise, even if it don't make sense right now, even if it don't line up right now. What I do know is that God understands. One thing I do know is that he that has performed uh, began a good work in me is faithful to bring it to fruition. So I don't worry about what other folk has to say. I don't worry about my preaching style. I don't worry about my teaching. I don't worry about the car I drive. I don't worry about the clothes on my back. Why? Because nobody gave it to me. God gave it to me. I don't worry about what folk can't do for me and what folk hadn't done for me. I don't spend my time allowing what folk got to say about me who have no control over me. I don't get caught up in all of that stuff. So if I can help somebody today to move through your issues and to move through your pain and to rise above the occasion and begin to walk with the giants, if I can just 
just help somebody along the way. If I can just speak life into you this morning. Don't let what folks say about you determine who you are. Don't let what some manila envelope say about you determine who you are. You're better than better. You're good than good because of the God that you serve. So if I can just encourage about two or three or four people that is doing this right now and understand and know that God sees you, that God understands you. Don't let what somebody else's limitations do. Don't let somebody else's limitations be your expectations. Don't let what somebody else's shortcoming do cause you now to fall short. God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for your life. And although they may not understand it, it may not make sense to them. It makes sense to God. That's why we trust him in the midst of it all. That's why we believe him in the midst of it all. That's why we walk by faith and not by sight because we know where our help comes from. So I hope somebody's understanding me this morning. Oh, don't get caught up in someone else's limitation. Let me move on here. Let me move on here because we understand. We understand and know uh, that Abraham, uh, he did the very same. He had to push folk out, uh, do, do what Abraham did. He started giving God praise. He started exalting God. He started claiming the promises of God because what we understand and know is that God will fight for you. God will show up for you. God will protect you. That God will fresh and renew your spirit. That's what we know about God. So when it seems like things are heavy on one side and weighted down on the other, just know that we began to praise God, that God will show up. That's what happens when we praise him, that God will show up, that when we praise God, praise gives God a gift and an offering. That's what praise is doing. We bless in the name of the Lord this morning. Right here in the presence of my home, I'm raining down blessings all over my house right now. I'm claiming the promises right now. I'm claiming the victory right now. I'm claiming it over my children. That's why I praise him. I understand and know that my baby's needing to and there are times when our babies won't praise him. There are times when our spouses don't praise him. Oh, I wish I had some help. There are times when we don't praise him. But oh, if we could just break beyond the, all the stuff that is holding us back and when we began to praise him him. Uh, you see, praise, uh, it makes your troubles uh, seem very small. Uh, praise, uh, open your eyes to the blessings uh, that are all around you. Uh, when you begin to praise him, uh, oh, the blessings go up. Uh, I mean, the praises go up uh, and the blessings come down. Uh, you see, praise uh, makes miracles possible. Uh, so I'm going to praise him uh, on a Monday. Uh, I'm going to praise him uh, on a Tuesday. Uh, I'm going to praise him uh, on on a Wednesday. I'm going to praise him on a Thursday because I understand and know that when the praises go up, the blessings will come down and my haters can't stick around when I begin to praise my God. So if I had about two or three people that are in your home right now, if you don't mind putting your hands together and just give God a hand of praise, praise him on this beautiful day. Oh, yes, we got to praise him. 
We praise him not only, not only last, lastly, lastly, uh, uh, Abraham, uh, he handed uh, uh, God his entire situation. Oh, yeah, we're talking walking with giants uh, this morning. You want to walk with giants? This is what Abraham did. Abraham, he gave God his entire situation. Oh, yes, he did. And being fully persuaded uh, that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Uh, uh, verse 21, Abraham knew uh, that if God promised, it was up to him to perform. Oh, yeah, sometimes we get it twisted, brothers and sisters. Sometimes God promises us stuff. God blesses us as God promises. And what we do, we take the, the, the promise in our own hands. But we have to realize it wasn't your promise to give. Get out the way and let God move when God decides to move. God woke you up this morning. God started you on your way this morning. God know exactly what he's doing in your life. So often we try to figure out how he is going to do it. Oh, okay, God, uh, how is it going to happen? Uh, when is it going to take place? Uh, oh, yes, oh, yes, but not Abraham, hallelujah. Not Abraham. He was fully persuaded that what God was going to do, that he was going to do it that he was gonna if he promised it he will bring it to pass and you might be saying wait pastor hold up preacher i'm not abraham I fade out constantly, I staggered con 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 conclusively and i fail continually wait a minute preacher abraham failed too Oh, yes, he did. You see, when God gave him the promise initially that he would have a son, oh, yes, Sarah responded was, you've got to be kidding. Surely you're not talking about me having a baby. You've got to be kidding. I'm at least 76 years of age. I'm barren uh, 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 on top of that. I, I can't have any children. God must have meant for you to have relations with my handmaid. Oh, yeah, that's what that's what God meant. God meant for you, Abram, Abraham, to go and have a child with my maidservant. And called the child from the union hours. Abraham agreed. And the Jews in the Middle East are paying the price for his faltering faith even to this day. So why then did Paul commend Abram's faith? Uh, uh, check this out, you Bible students, you Bible scholars. Although the Old Testament tells it like it is. Oh, yes, I love the Old Testament. You see, the Old Testament ain't going to pull no punches. Uh, They're going to tell it like it is. Amen. Including our flaws and all of our failures. Uh, uh, but, oh, when we jump over to the New Testament, never once mentioned any shortcomings. Of any Old Testament saints. Why? Oh, because the blood of the Son causes the heart of the Father to forget the sins of the saints. That's why in the Old Testament it talks about Abraham's failure. But when we get to the New Testament, it talks about his accomplishments. Oh, I wish I had some help right there. So instead of, of concentrating on Abraham's failures, Paul commends Abraham's faith, but Abraham's faith, flawed as it may have been, is monumental compared to mine and yours. Hallelujah. 
You see, you see, we got to wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, based on Romans uh, 4, 23 and 25, if you even believe God raised Jesus from the dead, your faith is every bit as incredible as it was Abraham's. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. In spite of Abraham's flaws, in spite of Abraham's shortcomings, in spite of Abraham's setbacks, God still considered him as a faithful man of God, a faithful follower. He still accredited Abraham as one who walked with giants. And my brothers and sisters, you may have fallen. Uh, you may have had some experiences where you yourself fought, fell short in your faith and, and, and your conviction. And it seemed as if uh, that, that everything you try to do, it brings about trouble. It brings about faults and, 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 and people talks and, and all of this stuff. But hey, when you put your life in the hand of God, you see, the world, even the world don't believe in the resurrection of Jesus. Amen. You see, when Paul addressed the thinkers and the scholars of that time, uh, they listened to him until he brought up the resurrection, until he began to talk about the resurrection. When he talked about the resurrection, there was a problem in the land. You see, if you're a believer, your faith and salvation are based upon the resurrection. You see, you didn't see it visibly. You haven't touched Jesus physically, and you haven't heard his voice audibly, uh, but you believe, amen. And, and even though uh, uh, our society mocks it and our science dis disputes it and people doubt it because God has graced us with faith that believe in him, that we don't have to get caught up in all of this stuff. See, it's nothing when we don't have that faith. Faith to walk with giants. Faith to trust him even when we can't trace him. Let me close with this right here because I believe that God wants to take us to another level. I'm understanding and knowing that even with all the issues in the land that we have, with all of the concerns and all of the problems that we are facing in this day and age, God is still calling a people to walk with giants. God is still calling his people to rise in their belief and trust in him. And it is amazing to me how these variants and how these different diseases and how these different uh, 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 viruses show up on the scene and people who have strong faith uh, are now weakened in their faith. I'm here to help somebody to get back to that place where they once walked with giants to let you know that today is the day of your salvation that you need not walk with the with, with the grasshoppers any longer you need not crawl uh, on your belly any longer it is time for you now people of God uh, this is a declaration this is a mandate this is a call to all of the people of God to rise and walk with giants to have that faith that's going to move mountains to have that kind of faith that in spite of what the world is doing you have to understand uh, you can't control the world uh, the 
world is on a, a, a collision course to destruction. It's designed that way. The Bible tells us that this is not going to always be, that this world is going to come to an end. But what we have to do is make sure that our footing is solid. We have to make sure that our faith is strong. We have to make sure that even in the midst of the struggle, even in the midst of the, of, of, of the problems, even in the midst of all of the issues, that our faith in God never falters. We have to understand and know that God allows certain things to show up because God is trying to pull us to another level. I wish I had about three or four people under the sound of my voice that knew exactly what I'm talking about. If you can just turn to your neighbor in your home and let them know that God brought it about. If God brought me to it, he'll bring me through it. That God know exactly what you're going through. Oh, I wish I had my help right there. That God know exactly what you're dealing with. Your health is failing you. Your finances is all over the place. But God said, I see you. I know what you're going through. I recognize all of the issues that is plaguing your land. But if you can just hold on just a little while longer, I just want to teach you how to walk with some giants. So don't let what you see get in the way of what you know. Don't let what's happening around you dictate what you know you need to be doing. Just continue to trust him in the midst of a pandemic. Continue to lean on him in the midst of all that's going on. Don't stop trusting him. Don't stop believing in him. Don't stop leaning on him, but always give him praise. Always give him honor. Don't let the limitations dictate the outcome. Don't let the expectations dictate the outcome. Don't let it all come to you and cause you to do something or other, but give it all over to God. Learn how to trust him in the midst of it all. Learn how to give it over to God in the midst of it all. Learn how to give it to Jesus in the midst of it all. And then, my brothers and sisters, and then you'll be able to walk with giants. Then you'll be able to rise above your issues. And now what you're going through, you will look back over it and you'll say, was that it? What do you mean that's what it was? You mean that's what cancer really is? You mean it's not really this big thing that I thought that was really something? You mean is that what diabetes is? Is that what that really is? When God began to bring you up on another level, you'll begin to look at your circumstances in heaven's view. You will see it as what it is, nothing in the eyes of God. Oh, yes. It's nothing in the eyes of God. But see, when we see it in our eyes, when we see it in our eyes, oh, oh when we see it in our eyes, mm, when we see it in our eyes, it seems overwhelming. It seems overwhelming. It, it, it seems like it's a lot, my brothers and sisters. And I just need you to understand and know that in your eyes, it is a lot. But when you place it in the hands of God, when you start looking at things through the eyes of God, little becomes much in the hand of God. When we give it to Jesus, that thing which you thought was overwhelming, that thing which you thought was going to take you out, when you give it over to Jesus, you will realize that this is nothing. It's nothing. Nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. I'm just trying to help you along the way. You have to enter into another realm, my brothers and sisters. See it from the eyes of the Lord. It's nothing. That's right. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. These aren't just words that we're saying, but this is a life. The word of God is a life. Hallelujah. And we have power, power to speak life in our family.
And so today, as I close, hallelujah, I speak life. Father God, again, we speak life over our circumstances and over our issues. We speak life, God, over all of our problems and all that is going on in this world. We speak life right now. And Father, as the word stated, we want to walk with giants. Increase our faith. Increase our faith, oh God. These are the days where we need to be drawn closer to you. These viruses are showing up on every hand. It's all, if it's not one thing, it's something else. And Father, if we are living our life in fear of what is to come, how can we be prepared to receive you when you come? We can receive a, a, a faithful God with a fearful heart. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. Because see, what's going to happen is fear is going to have you somewhere where faith wants you to be. Mm. I said something right there. Fear will have you sitting somewhere where faith wants you to be. And if you're not where God wants you to be and you're somewhere other, then you're on the wrong side of the playing field. Only one team gets the W. Only one team gets the W. And depending on what team you're on and what side of the field you're sitting on will determine what side of the team you're playing for. So my brothers and sisters, trusting, this is the time. Father, we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. I pray that something was said that drew your hearts to Christ. I pray something was said that encouraged you to move on just a little bit further. Again, we thank you so much for spending this time with us today. It is our prayer that if we don't see you down here, that we see you in the earth made new. God bless you. Happy Sabbath. Amen.